The young Kelly girl flips her kitchen table onto its side and huddles behind it, happy to at least have something between her and the berserk machine. The robot smashes a fist through the kitchen counter, grabs a piece of splintered wood, and spins around with it, jamming it into the wall in a seemingly random place. This has been going on for quite some time now, and the kitchen is a mess. I'll con you, you stupid bucket of bolts! Val throws a mug at the robot. The ceramic shatters on its face, doing no discernible damage. It picks up a shard of the mug and begins scraping the floor with it in no sensible pattern at all. Val shoves the table into the robot, which immediately grabs it and begins prying one of the legs off, and rushes over to the stove. While the machine works to disassemble yet another household item, the daughter of Connor Bane grabs a heavy cast iron skillet off the stove and rushes back across the room. It almost sounds like a question this time as the machine stares uncomprehendingly at the, its diminutive attacker. She smashes the robot with the pan. Again. She winds up with the heavy pan, leaning way back while the machine finishes breaking the leg off the table, apparently oblivious to the beating it's taking, despite the fresh dents in its head. Ack! Egg! E! Ten! Each syllable punctuates a crushing blow to the head of the robot, and finally the machine flops over on its side, inert. With a final bzzz, all life seems to have gone out of the robot. Val doubles over, leaning on the broken kitchen table, trying to catch her breath. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast where strength is a swim skill. Um, <laughs> I am your awkward as ever host, Sam, and here's your awkward as ever cast. Say hello, awkward as ever cast. Hello, awkward as ever cast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pod's over. That was it. <laughs> Nailed it. Pack it up. That's the, that's the peak of this session. Yeah. Uh great, great. <laughs> uh, when last we left our very capable heroes, they had uh, figured out, well, they had found a whole bunch of loot, some of it probably belonging to Connor Bane, and some of it belonging to someone from long, long ago, some sort of doctor who was not present to protest. Connor Bane, of course, was not in any sort of state to protest about being robbed blind as he was severely uh, damaged both in terms of intelligence and dexterity by a whole bunch of unnecessary surgery. Um, he did seem to at least understand that the people who had broken him out of the tube were friends and not robots who committed unnecessary surgery. So he allowed himself to be carried out through the metal corridors 
and into the room with the power reset button, which Brixby could no longer resist punching. And uh, he punched the button, which revealed a map of the structure that they were actually in, which was apparently a spaceship, a very cool looking spaceship that has a biodome inside. And um, Vargas, of course, protested because Vargas doesn't like spaceships. And um, I don't know why he wouldn't like spaceships. But then the crew found their way out into the desert Kasatha habitat to find that it was day. And it felt more like you were actually outside while they were there. Um, but wasting very little time crossing the desert, they found their way out to the skulk caves where there were no skulks. But there was a rope leading down into the Darklands and a wonderfully friendly note along with a pile of garbage that the... Um, skulks didn't want to carry with them. Some of it worth some some money. And then our party made their way out, um, the rest of the way out of the cave, uh, choosing to ignore the dead mold-encrusted body for now, and uh, swam their way up to the surface where they found two kids kicking a ball, which is where we find ourselves now. Now the... Uh, kids stop kicking the ball back and forth when they um, see everyone emerging from the water. And one of them hits the other one and says, Hey! They're finally out! And it, it is, by this time, uh, early evening in the town of Torch. And the kid that just got hit um, steps forward and goes, Oi! Oi, you... I don't... Do you guys even have a name? I don't know what to call you. Vargas just keeps swimming towards town. Well met, youths. <laughs> I am called Asherhelech, and these are my friends. You probably know Kira. And this is Brixby. Look down there, down there. Right. And, uh, and yes, that is Vargas, the cheerful one. <laughs> but yeah, you might have, um, Heard of our exploits as the uh, very capable four. And the water is literally like, everybody else is probably at knee height, right? But the water is still up to his chin. So while he's talking, it just gargles a little bit in his mouth. He spits. Oh, God, get me out of this lake. Uh, the, the one who seems to be kind of the leader of the two kids goes, oh, oh well, ah. Uh. As we're supposed to tell you, you got a you got a f invitation to Silver Disc Hall. Uh, free money if you if you go there. Um, yeah, that's it. And then they run away, basically without waiting for you to say anything. And they kick their ball away and run back down the path towards town. Uh, Silver Disc Hall. Yeah, Brixby would turn back to Kira and say, um. Silver Disc Hall. What is that? I do like free money. Uh, Kira will turn to Sam and be like, "Sam, what's <laughs> uh, what's what's Silver Disc Hall, Sam?" Uh, Silver Disc Hall. Kira would, of course, know is the um, sort of premier entertainment source in town—a combination tavern and uh, gambling facility run by a uh, local man about town. 
uh, Garmin Ulrith, who uh, Kira probably would have been warned by her parents to avoid, generally speaking. Is there a chance, do we know that this person might be an associate of Sandville's? Like, do we feel like possibly... Him with a fake mustache. <laughs> you could roll, you could roll <laughs> knowledge local. I could do that one. Ugh. Only a total of a 12 on my knowledge local. Uh, info, uh, an 11 gets me any less. I got an 11. I got a 16. <laughs> That's such excitement. I've never rolled a knowledge anything. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, all of you uh, recognize the name, at least, except for Vargas. Um, recognize the name of Garmin Ulrith as a um, wealthy and influential person. Um, but Kira knows that uh, it's kind of weird that he's such a wealthy and influential person as he's definitely not like a legitimate merchant. He's got nothing to do with the um, smelting game, which is the primary industry in town. Uh, he's not on the town council, but he has considerable pull. Um, largely because he has so much money and a huge number of the town's citizens owe him money in either small or large amounts. So he sort of wields power that way. Um, is it too late for us to do a like sense motive on the youth's general vibe? Mm -hmm. Do they, do they have maybe secondhand grease from Sandville? <laughs> just a quick vibe check. Um, you can roll a vibe check. Yeah, I'm just, just quick vibes. Just, I'm gonna roll a little quick vibe check here. <laughs> roll for vibes. Uh, yeah, that headache is really pounding bricks the second he steps out. Uh, we're looking at a an eight. Beats my seven. And my six. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Vargas, save the day. Give us a five. Eight. Okay. <laughs> We already did that one. No. I get to re-roll then. These seemed like very mysterious children. Um, they definitely um, are up to no good. You know, they're probably criminal masterminds. The, the kids, they may have turned the torch out themselves. Considering they're waiting outside a cave where several members of the town council have disappeared and are presumed dead in order to tell anyone that comes out of it that they can visit the casino. <laughs> I think it's us, specifically us. Um, but I worry. Um, nothing is free in Numeria except for torture and pain. I, uh, I just, I'm worried after Sandville put that bug in our ear about the Technic leg. Um, I want a drink, probably as much as the rest of you. But I prefer that uh, Connor here pours it for me at the foundry. Right, Connor? Gives him a little. Carol, yeah. <laughs> do it like a shoulder, huh? Connor, drink foundry? <laughs> just lifts up, grabs his lower jaw, and it's like, yeah. And Connor just spits out yeah, a mouthful just... of the murky water from the pond. Okay, well, there's a polite way to do that. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I think um, we should get him, if not uh, directly to to Father Radley, uh, 
let's not disappoint the town. Let's be sure to drag him right, right through the middle of town. They really liked when we did that with the robot. And, you know, uh, it just seems like the vibe is really down with the torch out. So, good dragon. No, but honestly, do folks want to bring him to, uh, folks want to bring him to, like, the Church of Phrasma? Do we want to bring him straight to the town elders? Um with the town council or do we want to bring him home? I think Kira would say, we, I don't think Val should see him like this. We shouldn't take him home yet. I can get him to the church, temple, whatever word you just used. I don't think the council members will be able to help yet. Yes, we should get him healed up. Temple of the Wanderer, something like that. All right, so let's go visit. Uh, Father Radley, see if we can get some healing. Quite sure that those two boys saw us come out. We've corner that most of the town will know. I say we make haste, lest we be waylaid anymore by offers of free money from young people. Miscreants. Here we go. Alright, so are you heading down to the, um the Chapel of the Wanderer or the uh, Temple of Bry. Those are the two main religious f- facilities in town. I would say Temple of Bry because the other one is uh, creepy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's not fully dead, so there's no way he's going to put his body on a robot and make it fight other corpse robots. <laughs> just no. So if that's what we were There's a about. big difference between dead <laughs> And mostly dead. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I would agree. I think I just have a. Could we like bounce a local to see which one of those two seems like a more powerful priest? Well, I think the Bry one is probably the since that's the one that's sending people out and stuff, and he's the god of technology and everything. I figure he's probably the bigger of the two temples right you're right and we did shake him down pretty easily for some uh almost unnecessary channels last time so we've got the vibe that he's weak we're friends we're, we're good so that that sounds like my kind of healer. <laughs> i say we Hit go that weak healer where it hurts <laughs> just kick the door open <laughs> hey you somebody else is getting healing throw them the heck out of the temple nope knock them down we need those spell slots. This is actually our podcast. You hit them with Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Jero is right. Um, yeah. Um, I think that, no, I mean, it'd be fun to like whack them full of nanites or something and see if it did anything. And I'm sure the father, uh, Kite, would enjoy that as well. But I'm sure, yeah, they probably have better healing the Temple of Bry, so we should just go there right now. Okay. Um, the Temple of Bry is a little bit closer, too. So you sort of hug the base of the Black Hill, making your way south um, and around towards the Temple of Bry. And you can see, um, as you go, that the torch is still out. So though you did turn something back on, it didn't fix what ails the town. Um, the Temple of Bry at this hour uh, looks like they're just finishing up a kind of evening service 
So people are, are starting to file out as the sun is going down. Father Kite, or yeah, Gear Father Kite is standing at the door, sort of watching people go and shaking hands as, as people walk away. But heads are starting to turn as you're all approaching with uh, Connor Bane. Obviously, you're all quite the sight right now. Everybody's dripping wet, and you've got a town councilor in quite a state on <laughs> Kira's back. Yeah. Kira's, like, trying to be surreptitious. It's 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 not working. It's it's failing miserably, but she's definitely, like, a hangback, like a oh, look at what's over there in the sky. Um, you all see that too, right? Uh, unfortunately, subtlety is not here. Oh, is the torch lit? Huh? <laughs> it's the torch. <laughs> point up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was a furtive drag when you pulled him through that's, town. That's all she knows so. is furtivity. <laughs> we have him with his arms up on the shoulders between me and her and trying to make it look like he's it's walking. It's, it's a weekend at Connors. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll find some. We've made that joke twice. We better find some technology that allows that. Sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt. That kind of technology. <laughs> yeah, I think that Bricks would just look back at Kira um, with Connor and then up at the Gear Father and then to Asher and pretty much anybody else. And his, um, Joram's mouth drops open uh, as, as you're coming, and he sort of steps away from the parishioners, and he's, he's holding a hand out and uh, approaching you, and people have kind of stopped leaving because we've got a lot of looky-loos in this town. That's right, looky-loos. It's 1947. <laughs> Wait, parishioners, so, like, are we dragging him in right at the end of a mass? Yeah, it's sort of at, at the end of the of an evening service. People were leaving, and now they're very much not. <laughs> we're doing the handshake thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bridie with you. Yes, and, and also, also with you. Uh, dang it, Jack. <laughs> um, so uh, he <laughs> rushes over towards you and goes, Oh, you, you found him! Connor! Yeah, we found most of him. He was like that when we found him, though. That's why we came to you first. He's very tired. Uh, he could really use some rest. And healing. Yeah, his legs are really bad. I, I see that, please. Uh, bring him in quickly. Okay. And he's, he's sort of waving at people to keep on moving. And uh, waving you, <laughs> you all in. As the looky lose linger on, Asher will, will say, I, Everyone should head to the Silver Disc Hall. I've, I've heard they're in quite a special. whisper amongst themselves at that and maybe, you don't know, maybe take the bait maybe not. but um 13 bluff, probably not a lot of them maybe some of them hey <laughs> just wanted to roll a dice roll man. sense motive for the whole town give me an hour and a half <laughs> I'll wait it's great radio <laughs> um, so as exciting as the robot fight. Uh, Joram gets you all inside, um, and, and he'll close the door behind you. Um, as this sort of rapid exchange happens of people 
being rushed out and you all being rushed in. Motion for you to, to lie Connor down on, a, on one of the benches for the prisoners. So, well, uh, Connor, what is what's happened to you? He, of course, Connor can't answer at this point. We think there's some sort of like intelligence strain at play, possibly also a deck situation, uh, slightly meta. It's not good. He's having trouble talking and also walking. When we found him, some, there was questionable intention, but it appears as if a specialized medical machine did this to him. Yes, as you can see, there's, they'll kind of point out the shaved part of his head. There's been something in, injected into him here, and I, I don't know whether there's this damage He's, he's taken physically and mentally as, as a result of that, uh, a sickness or disease or something different. My gods. Yeah. He'll uh, lean over him and he's going to roll a heel check. As he's doing it, Brixby will whisper into his ear. Yeah, I mean, he's he's lost it, mate. For Yampy, he was mumbling about uh, how he lost all of his magic items down there. It's real sad. That's what he said. And he leans over him closely and he says, It, it appears they've... They've injected uh, these... We've seen this before. They're, they're tiny machines. They, they call them nanites. They've been injected into into his brain. And this, this is going to be very, very difficult to, to heal. I can... I can see what... What Bri will allow me to do for him. And he's gonna hold out his, his holy symbol over Connor and he's going to attempt to cast remove disease on Connor. If you have a sky medal, now would be the time to use it. Yeah, that's not gonna do it. I mean there's always the the option of a hard reboot with the raised dead scroll, right? <laughs> I mean, that does exist. <laughs> um, what did you just roll? I rolled a um, caster level check for uh, remove disease. No, can't help with that. I don't know that. Um, yeah, so the light kind of, the bronze light goes from um, Torum's holy symbol down over Connor and kind of bathes him in the light and then it, it fades Dorm frowns and shakes his head. It's, I'm afraid this is a this is a very deeply rooted infection. I, I don't know that I can do much to stop it. I can I can work to make you more comfortable. It does um, cast lesser restoration on him a couple times. He gets back gets back five intelligence and some lucidity kind of shows up on his face and, and he kind of kind of blinks pulls himself up to sitting and his you know his legs are still mangled so he's still very limited in, in his motion but he seems to be conscious and 
pieces. Thank all of you. Thank you for pulling me out of that. Do you... Do you remember what happened? Not solely. It says I, I was... With my party, we were searching for a way to, to relight the torch, and we came upon the machines. These wild machines that they, they, they seemed to think they were doctors. They kept shouting about surgery remaining calm while they tore us to shreds. We managed to, to destroy several of them, but they were, they were just too many. I was overcome. I don't, I don't know what became of the rest of my party, but I was, I was dragged. I, I shudder to think of, of what they did to me over the, the last two days. It's, it's, it's all still a haze. Do you have ideas of, before you were waylaid, of, of how you might relight a torch, or, or did you hear or see anything about a purple-haired woman? And while you were down there, we've, we had some dealings with the local denizens, the Skulks. Uh, they've moved on now, they apparently hated it there, um, but, but they told us troubling news of others who've gone through under the Black Hill. I mean, um, as kind of a, a thousand yard stare as he's trying to think about um, what he actually remembers and sort of makes sense of all the stuff racing through his head as, as things are, are coming back to him. There were... Two parties were lost before we ever went under. And then... Uh, we fought through the, the Skulks the first time through defeated a great number of them there were they were undead they were um, skeletons with four arms in a, in a great desert fought our way through them and there, there was a their leader beyond we, we dispatched him but the, I, I did not see a, a woman with purple hair under there I there were there was a group of out of towners, Bry worshippers. They they came in after we did. I saw no sign of them. I don't know how far they managed to make it in. I apologize if I've not much help at this time. It's it's all it's all very difficult to make sense of. Of course, it's been quite an ordeal. It's very lucky that we've found you in time to bring you back. Caldera, be praised. Makes me will look up and turn kite quietly to him and say, So for the, should we call Father Radley or anyone else? Is there anybody in town who might have magic or scroll or potion that could help? Oh, kite thinks for a moment. So sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid uh, Father Radley will, will be, I, I, I hate to insult the man, but of even less use than I in this. But uh, we may need to send away for, for a healer from a larger city, or perhaps uh, 
that if there was someone with, with one of these medical artifacts from something I've heard of, of people using things from the ruins for, to great effect medically, but it's nothing I've seen, obviously. Probably have to find someone from Starfall or, or something to that effect. Well, I can guarantee you tomorrow we go back under that hill and if there's anything in there that can help corner we'll bring it out cursory searches yielded some healing technologies none that would be helpful in this current condition they help wounds nausea far beyond as it looks down this should we send for his daughter? Uh, uh, perhaps that would, would be best, yes. I'm sure she's been worried sick. Dear Father, uh, you were unable to remove this disease. Do you expect then that the lucidity he has now will fade? I, I, I believe. It sort of looks apologetically at Connor while he's saying this. Um, and then says, uh, I, I, I should be able to keep the damage at bay, but yes, with, without a cure of the root cause, the, uh, the nanites in his brain will keep doing their damage every day. It's dreadful. We are grateful to have someone like you, to be able to at least keep it at bay, as you have said. Big stuff. You know his daughter. Should we head over to the foundry? Let her know that we found, found her dad. I think, I think this will be hard for her, but I think it'll be worse if we didn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, the amount of parishioners that saw us dragging his ruined body I imagine she'd be more chappier speaking to him even in a fleeting moment of lucidity than, you know, whatever rumors of his death or what else might be emanating out from this point right now. Okay. After we... After we talk to the girl, we should... Probably inform Dolga as well, since she was the one who told us to find Connor in the first place. Suppose we could on the way too, right? I mean, I don't know how uh, the what the layout is from where we are to say the foundry, um, but we could just kind of take a detour and tell them on the way, or. Yeah. And then we can have 4,000 gold to spend at the foundry. <laughs> <laughs> or the casino. Yeah, we came <laughs> here as quickly as we could shortly after being packed. An extraordinarily large <laughs> amount for your father's... Immediately <laughs> after that. Hello. <laughs> yes, I've heard much of these jello shots. <laughs> uh, so fun. Um, so the Temple of Bri is fairly um, 
fairly centrally located, so the town hall isn't far from here. Um, and the foundry is basically right in the middle of town, right off the main road. So it's all, none of it's too far. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe, I vote probably just swinging by town hall, because I think that once we go by the foundry, it'd probably be reasonable for us to accompany them back towards the Temple of Bry, as opposed to just like walking by being like, hey, you should go check out what Kite's got going on. Think you might like it. We're going to get paid. Wink, wink. And just kind of keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, if nobody opposes, I think we're just going to head straight to the council building first. Yay. And Connor will will wait there. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's. I'd assumed that the kite was just hooking him up to unnecessary machine like rolled him into an iron lung <laughs> or something and it's just like oh yeah i got That's this the only other option is that or he's like slowly painfully crawling behind us on his elbow <laughs> connor stay connor stay. Aww. are you sure yeah i do like the idea of like your dad's alive and to prove it we made him crawl all the way here <laughs> Ta-da. Check it out. We put him on this blanket and slid him along. <laughs> it's a special blanket, though. This is actually my dead friend blanket, so congrats. But don't worry, he's fine. Well, he's not fine, but he's alive. All right, let's go get paid. All right, you head over to the um, town council, um, the town hall. And uh, Dolga Fredert is the, once again, the only town councillor present, as everyone else is either sick or missing chunks of their legs or other, <laughs> otherwise busy. Um, You're new nights. Leg chunks. And um, Dolga sort of starts when she sees you. Um, and she says, well, welcome back to... Good news, I hope. Well, I guess it's kind of dependent on your definition of good. So Connor's definitely alive and has, I would say, up to 75% leg mass. Which is pretty good. That's more than half. I'm, I'm not me. sure I <laughs> understand. Is he? He's alive, is he? <laughs> Is he here? He's at the Temple of Bry, yes. Well, that's excellent news. I'm sure Father Kite will, will be able to repair anything uh, anything that's wrong with him. Or any harm he may have yeah. come to. Yeah. So about that, um, he is at the Temple of Bry. Uh... They seem like a little bit uncertain about what they would be able to do for the missing leg chunks, primarily. Um, apparently, that's kind of a difficult thing to recover from. Yeah, also the tiny robots messing with his brain. Oh, and the tiny robots. It's, yeah, that one. Tiny um, But he's otherwise fine. Yeah, he's fine. Within the... Yeah, definitely within the... the, the 
definitions of fine that fall within fulfilling, say, a bounty on the recovery of a wayward town council. Nothing to do with the sanctity of his knees or shins. Well, his knees and shins were fine. Those weren't pieces missing. It was like a kind of a calf and thigh situation. So... Also, we discovered your entire town is built on top of some sort of buried skyship. So that's something else we have to deal with now. And she nods slowly and says, Oh wow. Um okay, this is this is a lot. <laughs> um let's let's take these these one thing at a time. Um your reward, uh, with I can get you um the torch is still out. Um yeah, but I I assume you're still working on that, I hope. Tomorrow. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> you have accomplished plenty for, for one day or two days as the case may be. Um and she rushes over to the um side of the room and, and unlocks a a big heavy chest with a, a key that she's wearing on her belt and then um, unlocks another smaller chest inside the big chest and then takes out <laughs> a box from inside that, um, flips open the box and, and pulls out a, a bag, um, a heavy looking bag of coins and um, and a scroll tube and uh, brings them over. And um, she, she'll hold out the bag of coins and, and say, this is the... 4,000 gold, or 400 platinum, as the case may be, um, as agreed for returning Connor Bane alive. And um, with the scroll of, of resurrection also, uh, I will turn over to you if, if, if you don't mind it. I'd like to hold on to it for just a bit um, in, until we're sure that, that he's going to pull through. Quite fine. Um, while we are very capable, all four of us, TM, 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 uh, none of us can harness such powerful divine magic. Seems, uh, best suited for the hands of someone as balanced and skilled as you. Plus, Connor is very touch and go, as we say. Um, so it might be rest to hold on to it. Oh, brain robots thing. Right, yes. Brain robots. And she um, pockets the, the scroll tube and goes over to, to close up all the locked things she has off on the side of the room to keep the rest of the money safe. Um, First, we would continue one more time. And, um, you know, as well as I... And if, in fact, it is a ship that is under that mountain, that information should not leave this room. Torch has always been a curiosity. But I wonder how curious the League would be if they knew what we knew. Those shifty eyes. Yeah. And Vargas will say... If the Technic League had even an inkling of what we've seen under this town, whether we're right about what it is or not, they'd 
they'd kill everyone here to take it. We need to make sure they don't find out what's under there. They might move the torch to Starfall. I mean, who knows? We should keep it quiet. He looks up severe. She nods and says that this news further underscores the need to relight the torch and keep the League at bay. I I worry that there's nothing we can do to deter them uh, if if it stays out much longer, but word may have already leaked that far. There's always rumors of of their agents in town. You think they'll come here and and what? Fix it? Or... I, I would imagine they would essentially uh, declare that that everyone in town was illegally harvesting or harboring technological items that that belong to the Black Sovereign and arrest those of us they took alive. But no one here knew about this. We we only just found out because we were poking around and we were looking for Connor. I don't... That's not fair. He looks up at Kira. Um makes a dragging robot motion and goes nothing in the is a sacred we need to go back under there as soon as we possibly can we've gotten out Connor hopefully we can find something that heals him we appreciate the money uh, provision us for our next foray but please on our behalf let us know if you hear anything about the interest from the lake. I will now. Um, we should continue this conversation um, tomorrow, probably, when we can assemble more of the council. Agreed. Uh, we are on our way to the foundry next. Um, there is another... We have to notify the next of kin. Ah, yes, Val. She... Poor Val. Yes, uh, that, that's very good. I, I, I will, um... I'll go to Connor now, and, uh, you go to the foundry, and... And, uh, yes, and, and we will speak again soon. Thank you. Thank you all for your service to this town. Kind of gravely nod in response, still wet and half dead. Okay, bye. Ah, uh, so big stuff. You know how to get to the foundry from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she'll lead them that way. I assume that I do. That. So we know Kite used some spell slots, but Radley might have plenty left to heal us. Hey. hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up. We're like, we hear you're not as good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to prove him wrong and heal us so good. So hard. Uh, I will say Kira is giving it a a half. mm, A not good tour of the town as she walks through. So I know you guys are kind of new here and this isn't really the time, but... If you want to hang out, this place is really good tacos, but don't come on Wednesdays because they use the leftover tortillas and they are not as good. Fantasy tortillas. 
That's the end of the tour. All that matters is the tacos. <laughs> oh, yes. So this is the Black Sovereign. I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, oddly enough, we go to the foundry and Kethith Cull is there waiting for us. Hi. Oh, man, I just said Black Sovereign and Siri woke up on my phone and said, Oh, um. that's upsetting. So, oh, no. truly um, the machine. Shut that down. <laughs> Toss that out Good right night, now. Sam. Um, so, yeah, you make your way over to the foundry, and, you know, by now, um, it's getting kind of dark. It is probably around 7.30 p.m., so it's not night, but, you know, it's getting, um, dark. And, you know, the, um, two buildings up front are the foundry tavern, um, on the left, and then the, on the right is the actual, you know, foundry, where you do metalworking and blacksmithing and all that good stuff and then behind those two buildings is um connor bain's house where you would actually find val so we'll do a quick stop through the foundry tavern grab like two shots and then on to val yeah jello shot for the road between the foundry and his house it's a serious conversation um I assume we're probably all going to wait for Kira to lead as the one person who knows this person. We're going to have to have these three strangers just burst in. Daddy's home. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> just throw Connor through the door. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> so I will fall back in respectful formation behind Kira. A whole lot of... Okay, here we go. Uh, so she'll, I guess, knock. <clears throat> hey, um, Val? Are you there? It's Kira. I guess it's a window. In front of a window, aren't we? Yeah, I think the front door is where the road yep, yep. kind of ends. Oh, <laughs> just All of our listeners right now are like, I can't believe she was talking to a window. <laughs> we just... We just... <laughs> We're just outside scratching at the glass like freaking Salem's Lot. Scratch on the window in the middle of the night. <laughs> Make some ghost noises. Val. See if that awake her. Tiny stones. It's me, your dad. <laughs> no. Uh, so anyway. mean to this small, small child. Uh, so <laughs> Val <laughs> comes to the door uh, eventually and, and opens it up. Ah, why did... And runs away. Nothing's behaving. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you see her. She's a, a young Kellid girl of about uh, 12 years old with blonde hair um, and light gray eyes and the sort of traditional um, Kellid face paint, um, which is a little bit odd because Connor doesn't look particularly Kellid. He looks more um, chillaxy in um, ethnicity. And, um,. Her eyes sort of go wide when she sees that it's Kira, even, you know, not recognizing the other three figures. And she goes like, Oh my god, hi. What's going on? Oh, I was just coming by to say hi and, uh, and also some other stuff. Can we come in? These are my friends. They're, they're cool. Don't worry. Um. Guys, don't break anything. Yeah, sure. Of course. Come this way. Cool. And she'll lead you in through the house to the kind of 
sitting room, the, the largest of the rooms. Everything's a little bit of a mess right now. There's some overturned furniture and stuff. Bits of broken machines, and she goes... Sorry about the mess. That machine my dad brought home the other day, it went berserk and I had to smash its head in with a pan. So, it broke some stuff. Are you okay? No, it didn't hurt me. It... It just started talking a language I didn't understand, and... I don't know. Didn't even seem to know I was there. Do you remember when that happened? Day before yesterday. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I, um... So we... Hi... These are my friends. Um, this is Brixby, and this is Asher, and this is Vargas. He's really nice. Uh, you just can't tell when you talk to him or exist around him. But don't worry about it. We we went to go find your dad, uh, and we did. He's he's um, alive. And her her mouth drops open. She goes. You found my dad. Uh-huh. Why didn't you start with that? Yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry, you're right. I uh that that's on me. Um I'll work on that for next time. Yeah, uh, we found your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fight this twelve year old. She hits you with a pan. She has a pan, watch out. <laughs> oh, surprise round. Um but she goes like Oh my god, I, I thought he was dead. He he said he was gonna come back the same day. Oh my god. Where is he? He's he's not dead, but he He's worse. Um well he's he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a lot of bedside manner in this group. Very capable for not really capable of talking to people. Can't talk to kids. <laughs> he's uh hello Val, it's me, Azure. We just were introduced. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Yes, uh, he is. He was injured and and is ill at the Temple of Bry. Uh, your father, Kite, did the best he could uh, to bring him around, but well, they're not certain that his condition can be treated quickly. Uh, with anyone in town, but he is alive. I guess that's the important thing. Um, can you... I should go to him, right? We should go? Uh, um... Go to him. Yeah, do you... He's he's pretty hurt. He's okay, he'll be okay, I, I think, but you should know he's, um different I mean how different could he be he's still my dad yeah he is we'll take you there if you want yeah I, I mean I've seen him hurt pretty bad before you're not gonna scare me alright how about you just run along and see a perfectly normal father while we don't call this robot back into the mountain to help us fix the elevator. It's making little t- 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 robot noises. 
with his mouth to try to lure it out. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> um, yeah, Brixby will actually stay quiet for the entirety of this because he has nothing good to say to this child. And I feel like uh, when Izzy introduced Vargas earlier that he would have uh, nodded his head and said, in Hallett, uh, peace to you and your clan. And then she'd nod back and say, in Peace to you and yours. Oh, see, you guys are already hitting it off. This is going so well. Yeah. Do you want to go see your dad? Uh, yes, very much so. We do another repeat. I'll just take this child to go see her father, and you all can <laughs> roll a robot out into <laughs> somewhere. Are you stealing the robot? Uh, a long-term borrow, <laughs> I think. It tried to kill a child. We should take it out of the house. It's true. If we use it to relight the torch, aren't we like helping the whole town? <laughs> I mean, it's medium-sized bricks. We can ride it like a mount. <laughs> <laughs> Try class into cavalier. Oh, there is a there's a construct rider cavalier class. I think. Yeah. From the construct handbook, if I remember correctly. You got uh, that wand, a magic missile, just pew pew off the back of the robot. <laughs> uh, now, well, she'll rush out the door. Um, are you going with her? Or are you staying here? Or she's not really paying tons of attention. Uh, I think maybe when she leaves, first would turn back to the party and go. I mean, it's like seven thirty at night. Everybody's pretty injured. Uh, do we? Since Kite's full attention is devoted to Corner, do we want to visit the Chapel of the Wanderer, receive some divine healing before we sleep, or should we just wait for the morning? Considering the positive energy that would heal us wouldn't really benefit Corner, we could probably just get it. In turn, we're getting water breathing. Check in on him. But if people had other things they wanted to do, including pursue free money, I'm uh, not opposed. Although I don't really want to go anywhere with 4,000 gold. We need to put that somewhere immediately. Bury it. Kira <laughs> um, would say, I... I need to take her to the chapel. I can meet you uh, for the free money afterward. Or whatever. Her father runs this foundry. The one that's there. And he points out the window. Mm-hmm. If you see her, ask if they have, and you can see things for a minute, adamantine. That's what they called it. Can we forge sky metals without the torch? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I was just thinking about that when we had all these plans to like reforge an arm, like get other adamantine stuff, and then I was just like, "Well, he can do his arm out of anything. That's magic." Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I just wasn't sure. Yeah, it, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. In general, sure. normal fire is not hot enough to melt um, sky metals. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, and he's actually going to say to uh, Kira, he's going to say, it's rare to find more than a bit in one place, but if what I've heard of this torch is correct, they could actually work this metal. When we called it Sky Copper. It's called, like I said, adamantine out in the other areas. We were lucky to find a piece of it big enough to put on the end of a spear or a hammer. But if they have enough, well, and he looks down at his arm, we may be able to have a bit more of an advantage if we have to go back under. You want me to ask if they have sky metal? They forge it here all the time, but we can't do anything without the torch. I'll see what they have. That that could be a great help. Okay. In fact, if they have anything pre-forged that you could use, that could also be a help. I have a hammer and a sword. And now smaller swords. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. take oh. her back. Right. Um... Hey, if you guys get free money, you'll tell me about it, right? Of course. Oh, totally. There's enough, yeah. Okay. okay. It was just... Because <laughs> the way that you both agreed so quickly made me a little bit suspicious. Um, But my sense motive is not great, so I'll just take your word for it. I'm going to go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe the three of us will just come with you. I, I don't want to speak for the other two folks, but... I don't know if I want to roll into a whole other social encounter with the three people that know nobody in this town but <laughs> you. With the promise of free money and do our best with our very limited sense motives to figure out what the heck oh, is going on. Because so maybe it is just drunk Sandville with a bunch of money, but I, I would say at this point it might be prudent to keep the very capable four at, at four. Yeah. I also feel like we should probably, if not get healing, at least rest up before doing anything else. Like, I don't think a robot is going to ambush us in the casino, <laughs> but... Yeah, you're out of character. Like, at this point, Vargas would lose a fight to, like, a drunk slot machine player. Like, he is not in the best uh, fighting condition. To be fair, drunk slot machine players can be pretty aggressive. Uh, but yes, out of character, I don't think we should split the party, and I do think we should get healing. But Kira's like, no, it's fine. We're good. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we all just go back to the the Temple of Rai real quick. Like halfway up, <laughs> Kira turns around and is like, oh, uh, are you coming too? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we star wipe back to the uh, <clears throat> Temple of Bri, where there's still like a a crowd of people gathered outside talking amongst themselves because word has spread. And if anything, the crowd's gotten bigger, uh, but you can get right by them. They're all sort of behaving and um, get inside where they've set up more of a um, sick bed for, for Connor, sort of in the back, out, out of the main room into a room in the back where it's a little bit more private. Um, and Jorb's there along with uh, Val and Dolga. Um, they've all sort of gathered back there. And, and you guys can, can all go 
back there as well, you're certainly welcome. No one's going to stop you. Seems like family time. So what's our... <laughs> Yeah, what's our angle? We're going to walk up and be like, oh, wow, Connor really looks like he could use one, two channels. Yeah, just, just scooting them out there. Yeah, man. I'm of a mind to not interrupt this and rather go see Father Adley instead. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Um, good luck with your legs. <laughs> we show up we're like yes yeah, <laughs> and Val has pretty much glomped um, Connor she's hugging him and um, he's kind of still all bewildered and out of sorts they'll let you go over to the other temple <laughs> where things where things are quieter um, and a, a little ways down the road, you know, uh, that the Temple of the Wanderer, um, things are quieter. There's nobody around for a service or anything. It's just old man Radley smoking a pipe, um, sitting out on a rocking chair on the front steps, looking up at the twilight. Father, uh, how are you? Us. Uh, as well as could be expected, and yourselves? Triumphant. Is that so? It's... Yes, perhaps <laughs> you've heard, but perhaps not. We succeeded in finding Conabay and, and have brought him. Uh, see, the, the Temple of Bri was on the way, so being as he is injured, we wanted to bring him to the closest possible place we meant no slight to your considerable powers but it was it was closer to the weeping pond it was a machine adjacent injury too so you know we figured if he gotten like whacked with a femur or bitten by a skeleton we'd be here so we just left him with gear father he narrows his but narrows his eyes as he you're looks talking back to <laughs> <laughs> Likely story. Likely to be false. Well, <laughs> that's a head. Channel's negative and energy again. <laughs> and he, he casts Phantasmal Killer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, a bully for all of you and, and for the town, I suppose. Perhaps things are starting to look up if, if Master Bane has been retrieved uh, what is it that I can do for all of you if you want um, we fought like a lot of stuff under the hill and we're pretty hurt and you're you know moderate pretty pretty good really good very strong exceedingly potent yeah, so potent <laughs> at healing stuff and we need healing, so we thought that you could do, and we could all kind of work together, where you would bring the potency, and we would bring the need. Please. <laughs> if you'd be so kind as to heal us with your divine energies, we'd benefit greatly as we are seriously injured. That's what I said. <clears throat> yes, we seek the succor of the great lady. Oh, Grey lady. 
I don't know. <laughs> ah, you are clearly very devout individuals who don't even know the name of the goddess you're talking about. And it's too holy uh, to speak. <laughs> ah, it's late. Whatever. It's these channels are gonna go to waste anyways. He'll push himself up, yes. <laughs> up out of his rocking chair and uh, painstakingly make his way down the stairs, sort of making a point of being the old man walking down the stairs towards all of you, not, not you coming up towards him. Oh. It's good for your circulation. <laughs> He'll take a puff off his pipe and uh, channel positive energy uh, once he gets down close enough. You're not even that old. Uh, that'll be eight HP for everyone. Eight? Nice. Ooh, I, am. I am so healthy right now. Yeah. Are we all healed up? We need more. That put me back to full. No, I'm good. I'm looking good. Although, I mean, I wish I was one down so I could ask him for an <laughs> <laughs> maneuver for later. Just poke yourself with your tail blade. <laughs> that was really good healing. Look at how healthy we are. You did it. Yes, yes, fantastic. Yes. Give a gratitude to the Lady of Graves. Shall be sure to let her know that the very capable four are grateful for her healing light. Uh, was there anything else I could do for, for the lot of you? We've got dead bodies on robots. Oh. No. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Which That's is, a secret. Which is how Garmin's making all his money, is all this black market robot fighting at its casino. Yeah, that's decidedly an underground venture here. Come on, let's be real. He's not sharing that with everybody. Well, um, thank you for your help and for sharing your Lady of Grain. <laughs> He turns and walks his way up the stairs, muttering, "Lousy kids don't even know for as I'll take their damage and chill negative It's a lot of money. All right, you are in. Uh, torch. It is getting to be evening, but um, you know, it's not late by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, what would you all like to do? So the eternal question presents itself to us. Restful sleep or uh, free money as advertised by miscreant teenagers? <laughs> is there not a third option when we could see if any of the merchants were around to better equip ourselves. My thinking being, if we seek them out before we go to rest, we don't have to spend as much time in the morning. Although I guess daylight doesn't really matter when you're under a mountain. That sounds like the opposite of free money. Yeah, I'm as eager as you, although I worry that the pool of potential merchants available um, be small, especially if we're visiting after hours. I got the impression last evening when we were searching for Sandville, and it was all packed up in the boarding house. 
It's likely what many of these other peddlers of wares are doing. That said, I, I do like the way you're thinking. I'd like to get a jump on going tomorrow. Well, I wouldn't want to bring such a full pouch of coin into a questionable establishment as the Silver Disc Hall. But should you be so inclined as to take these trustworthy young people at their generous offer, well, I could certainly accompany you. I can go too. We could stash the uh, money before we go. Either at uh, at any of our resting places, although I believe I'm actually at a uh, boarding house currently. As unless Sandal's still gone and he's gonna let me stay in his nasty little pit. <laughs> uh, you haven't checked if he's back or not. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Bricks would definitely love to just hang out and try to copy one of these scrolls into his spellbook and immediately fail. But the prospect of free money and doing something dangerous now that I'm at full HP sounds great. I've got 19 hit points, y'all. Let's go. (laughs) That's hit points to burn. Uh, I mean, and yeah, Kira is not like they they finished. It's time to go to bed for another night. She's like, or... We can go have a party. <laughs> or whatever. Well, you have earned it. You did part of saving the town. We did part of saving the town, you guys. Yes, I wish this. Why don't we? No, it's merely going to suggest my room at the Ever Candle Inn. Maybe a good, as good a place as any to safely stow the majority of our well earned coin. Yeah, I can't think of a more trustworthy person to look over the party's funds. You mean Asher? Yeah, I mean, nothing against the rest of you. He's just got that, you know, religious sort of walk. He does have a religious walk. Okay. <laughs> Like, that was a strongly convincing argument for everybody. <laughs> like, what? Well, good, good point, good point. just walks are the signs of trustworthy people in Numeria. He just has this gravitas about his walking. It's something about him that says religious walk. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what a religious walk looks like. I can only imagine, you know, the things that they bring through, like... It's just, like, walking down the street with, like, a crucifix out in front of him. I was just going to say, like, with my hands out my side, palm face up, just the whole no, time. It's those yeah. things that are full of incense. Come on. None of you oh, can oh, yes, he's swinging a, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, those are viable weapons in Pathfinder. Yeah, everywhere he goes, he's just swinging one of those, handing out tiny, tasteless crackers. Ah, uh, the Jesus wafer. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's uh, drop off the money and perhaps pick up some more. Yay. Um, at the Ever Candle Inn is, is not far from... The Temple of the Redeemer, just a couple buildings up the street. Um, 
So it's easy enough to drop off the money there. Stash it with mysterious button-laden fellow that's hiding in the closet. I was going to say, is yes. that what's guarding our money? Please watch this, my good friend. He just nods wordlessly. Nine-foot-tall sack boy. <laughs> and then um, we head into the casino. Oh, yeah. All right. The uh, Silver Disc Hall is um, hopping at this time of night. It's all lit up. Uh, it's a you know decent sized wooden building. Looks like there's several different chambers to it. Um, there's all sorts of people around out on like a, a balcony up on the second floor, um, having drinks and talking and you know milling about outside and inside. And, um, there's a couple bouncers at the door, um, some rather large people with their hands um, wrapped up uh, like sort of martial artist wraps on their hands. Um, they're just sort of watching over the people as they come in and out. Um, uh, so what are you doing? Are you heading inside? Are you hanging out outside? Are you attacking the bouncers? What's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll Am I for within twenty five feet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just stride straight up. Tip his hat. Yeah. Walk through the door. You're invited. You know. <laughs> Walk up to the club like any other soaked, bloody individuals. <laughs> and nobody has prestidigitation to, to get cleaned up a little bit? Uh, you know what? Yeah, bricks will. Prestidigitate all of us. Prestidigitate our collars popped. Prestidigitate a little Drakkar Noir on a couple of us. Sure, sure. You know, we're looking trashy. <laughs> we're ready to go get some free money. Kingsley's got a sequin bow tie now. Kingsley has a sequin bow tie. I thought Kingsley was going to be in a tiny six-legged tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, that's a tiny that's top hat. Don't that. you Kingsley. dare! <laughs> Kingsley's tux and nothing less. It's it's like it's like not a good tux. It's like a like a I, whatever comes after David's bridal kind of a temporary thing but he is prepared. Oh yes, like, the the men's warehouse bargain bin tux. You're going to like the way you're scorpion. Big and tall. Looks, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it's really obvious that he rented it last minute and it's the wrong size. It's raking in these sponsorships, team. Oh man! Oh my God! Just every stream we're sitting in ill-fitting Brooks Brothers suits, just like I'm so down. That sounds great. Done. Just eating yogurt and so after... in rented tux. Oh, I will not. <laughs> no, Gogurt. Yeah, no, yeah. hard oh pass. God. Welcome to Potty and Machine. Please sponsor us. I'll do a double tux. We don't care what I you do. I can't. No yogurt. Hard pass. Uh, yeah, so after making a, a good amount of insular jokes amongst the four of us right in front of the bouncers, uh, we'll turn to them magically hot or at least magically presentable in the case of uh, some of us who have sub 10 charisma. Um and uh, yeah, I, I, I think you know Asher said it best. We're gonna stride right through that door. Yeah, they'll watch you as you walk in, but um, not make any move to stop you. Um, there's a person 
sort of sitting at a, at a desk as a kind of host type thing as you walk in and um, she seems to notice you all right, right as you come in um, and uh, she holds up a finger like like hold on a second and then runs a I tip her a coo <laughs> Runs a couple steps to the side, like in an impractical heels, so it's those little tiny steps. Um, and she pauses and turns, like holds up her hands, like, like hold on, hold on, hold on. And then runs a few more um, tiny steps into an office, um, disappears into there for a second, and then um, out comes uh, this um, rather dashing looking man in. Uh, a set of armor. He's got a sword at his side, and he's got a, a full beard, and you know, like a gleam in his eye. He looks very, very well put together. Looks like a sort of rich kind of fellow. Uh, and he, as he steps out, he's got a, a grin on his face as he um, looks the the four of you over. He rubs his hands together and he goes like, "Ah, the very capable four, is it? You know our names." One name. Of, of course, of course. This is the uh, you're you're the talk of the town here. Uh, I am Garmin Ulrich, the uh, owner and proprietor of this torch's most illustrious tavern and card room, the Silver Disc Hall. Uh, welcome, all of you. Uh, thank you for coming to my establishment. Yeah, the um, advertising via. Lakeside miscreants is, is a interesting method, but it is effective. Especially the offer of um, <clears throat> free money. While this exchange is happening, I think uh, Kira sidles over to Asher. It's like, I'm not supposed to talk to him. He's not nice. Just so you know. Uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, he either doesn't hear that or pretends not to hear it. Uh, <laughs> he's still smiling the whole time, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, yes, yes, uh, my couriers. Um, it's so hard to find good help these days, you know, but uh, at least the, the message was delivered. I have for all of you uh, certificates worth 100 gold, each of you, to be spent here on uh, gambling and entertainment. However you see fit um, and he will pull those out of his pocket they're sort of very fancy paper uh, rolled up unrolls them and passes them off to each of you Vargas immediately cashes his in for chips and then cashes those <laughs> chips in for gold <laughs> wait Vargas I think you're supposed to turn them into different kinds of money and then use them to play games he looks up from counting his gold and says what I understand his culture may have little experience. <laughs> and he says, yes, um, now that that's yours to do with as you will, of course. Now, I, I hope you don't think me too forward of, uh, but for inviting our, our newest celebrities in. Uh, but it's, of course, very good for business to have the heroes of, of Torch or the would-be heroes seen in a, in my place of business, especially after you dragged our, our dear friend Connor out of the whatever terrible danger there was under there. Do you mean do you mean you're gonna pay us to be here? Oh, that's you 
hold in your hands the free credit at, at the casino, that is, is, think of it as a sort of appearance fee. You are, you're quite the draw now. <laughs> so all we have to do is show up and then we can leave and we get these pieces of paper that we can give to other people. Yes, you can you can cash them in for chips over there and he sort of gestures across to like a row of tellers and uh, another side of the room. And, and those chips are as good as money. Uh, you cash out when you leave and do what you will. I of course hope that you'll stick around for a time and, and enjoy some of the delights of the place and um, have yourself seen perhaps regale some of our patrons with your stories of triumph and heroism under the under the mountain <laughs> can I sense motive Gary feels suspicious <laughs> why would she feel suspicious I'm sure mom and dad said don't talk to him no, I cannot sense motive. That's going to be a nine total. This guy is a friend. That is a 17 with my minus one. Uh, 15 for Asher. And Vargas only got an 11, so he doesn't know any more than Kira does. <laughs> Kira gives him a hug. Guys, as far as you can tell, he's on the up and up. He seems to be um, truly interested in, in having... Uh, the people that everyone in town is interested in uh, be seen in his establishment and sort of business by association. You'll actually then turn to Asher and say aloud, sans whisper, like, I don't even know why my parents are worried about him. He seems great. Uh, he grins and, and claps his hand. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, I was I was terribly, terribly shaken to hear that our dear friend uh, Miss Gar is no longer with us. I, I understand you and you and Pardo were close. You have my deepest condolences. Oh, um, thank, uh, thank you. Thanks. She's considerably less excited and says, "Oh, um." Yeah, it's okay. it's okay. I guess it happens. Well, uh, this is uh, this is something we shouldn't dwell on right now. He turns back to his party and says, "My father always used to say, no better time to chase somebody's or chase a folly than on someone else's dime." I think this uh, fine gentleman has given us the means to enjoy ourselves this evening. So perhaps we take a leave before we bring up any of our other dearly departed friends. So, of course, I. I apologize for harshing the mood. I, I just didn't want it to be left unsaid. She was a, a dear friend to many of us. He smuggles his head back. Yeah, you really should have rolled the vibe check first. <laughs> My sense vibe is busy. Wait. How did you... How did you know Parda? Ah, she, uh ran errands for me from time to time. What kind of errands? He clears his throat and sort of looks off to the sides. So it's, uh, perhaps not the right company to talk about such things, but, you know, go forth and enjoy yourselves. Uh, no, what is the right company? Uh, he clears his throat again, sort of looks down and, and 
Lawrence says, oh. If you'd like to talk about such things, uh, perhaps it should be a, a bit more private. He um, sort of steps off to the side, indicating that his office is behind him. Kira will give her magic piece of paper to Vargas. Like, here, you you seem to like these, right? I'll be back. <laughs> he immediately does the same thing again. He now has 200 more gold. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Classic. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Night, Sam. property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Right with you. Yes, and also with you. Dang it, Jack. It's too fast. Got some serious lag. You have to. I'm uh, fast. She's furious. Dang it. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. That's fine. Don't laugh at that, Zach. Stop it.